Last weekend, Robin Arena, a retiree living in Dallas, flew to New York City. She took an American Airlines flight to visit her family over a long weekend. She got in on Friday. As soon as I landed in New York, I had an alert from American telling me that my return flight had been canceled. That was Friday, and I got the flight rebooked. Saturday, my alert came in again. My flight had been canceled. I thought, I'm just not believing this. So I got it rebooked on Saturday. And um, then on Sunday, I got another alert. Your flight has been canceled. And, and, and when I, and I heard the tone go off, I looked at my daughter and said, if this is American Airlines again, I'm just going to die. Sure enough, that's what it was. But she didn't die. No, no, didn't. But I felt like it. Robin rebooked her flight for a third time. The woman I spoke with was very, very nice, very helpful. And she said, no, Ms. Arena, don't worry. You're booked. You're set. No problem. Everything looks good. That was Sunday. Sunday, the day she was set to fly back home. I got in a car to go to the airport. And um, about three minutes outside of LaGuardia, I get another alert. And I thought, I just don't believe this. Robin's flight had been canceled again for the fourth time. She spoke with an agent for American Airlines to try to find out what exactly was going on. It just didn't make sense. So I said, can you tell me what's up here? I'm I'm not understanding this. And I said, is it it COVID-related? She said, well, actually it is. Um, They put a whole lot of flights back on, but we don't have the personnel to service them. Robin did eventually get back home to Dallas. Flight 5 was the lucky one. She wasn't alone in her travel nightmare. Last weekend, American canceled 290-some flights. As travel has returned, airlines have struggled to handle the surge in demand. They've been caught short-staffed as the nation emerges from the pandemic. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, June 23rd. Coming up on the show, why it's so hard to bring air travel back. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Yeah, just, uh, excuse me, I'm checking to see if I can, like, upgrade my seats to Economy Plus (laughs) on my flight. Just Any luck? I bet they're all full. Um... Let's see. I don't want to pay more. (laughs) Good luck with that. I took a break from travel planning to chat with our colleague, Allison Sider, who covers the airline industry. Allison says it's not just me. Summer travel is bouncing back. And fast. I think all the airlines were hopeful this past winter that 
people would get vaccinated and start to become interested in travel again. But just the speed with which that has happened has been completely overwhelming. People are booking flights, whether it's to see their faraway loved ones or to take that postponed honeymoon or simply to have a vacation. You know, the most recent numbers that we have are that you know, 2.1 million people passed through U.S. airports on Sunday, and that's the most we've seen since March 2020. The demand is there, but the workers are not. In a tight labor market, the airline industry is scrambling to hire. The restaurants and concessions and airports haven't been able to hire staff quickly enough. TSA is understaffed. Airport reservation desks have been completely overwhelmed by people calling in, needing to change their flights, asking a lot of complicated questions. And they've had to work really, really hard to get pilots back in their seats and trained again and get planes moving again. So, you know, in some ways, they really are having to play catch up. Turns out, reopening an industry that almost entirely shut down over a year ago, that is a complicated task. When the pandemic got into full swing, you know, it was amazing to see how quickly travel just fell off a cliff. I mean, over the course of last April, passenger numbers were down like 90%. Planes were flying basically empty, sometimes with just one or two people on them. And it was just completely wild how quickly travel demand just completely disappeared. And I mean, for airlines, it was an existential crisis, really. To stay afloat, American and other airlines had to make massive changes. So airlines pulled down their schedules dramatically, you know, cutting thousands of flights, you know, really in real time as demand evaporated. Walking into an airport last year was a totally different experience, basically empty. And so the airlines asked the government for help. The government stepped in very early on to support the airline industry, um, you know, under the CARES Act that was passed last March, you know, airlines were really one of the first industries to line up and ask for some help. And the agreement was airlines were not allowed to furlough anyone or, or lay people off or, or cut wages. And just that first round, they received you know, $25 billion aimed at covering workers' salaries. But the pandemic dragged on and the government money ran out and the airlines started cutting staff. More bad news today coming from American and Delta reports that they are looking at massive cuts to their workforce. Airline furloughs are here. Airlines began furloughing more than 33,000 workers. The airlines went back to Congress and asked for more money, and they got it. These moves to bail out the airline industry were controversial. Here's the thing that I don't understand. I think we all want to keep people employed and the planes flying. What I don't understand is why the taxpayer should be subsidizing the shareholders of these airlines in any way whatsoever. In total, the airline industry received $54 billion to continue paying workers during the pandemic. The idea behind the bailout was that it would keep the airlines from going under and would retain jobs. And specifically, this money was directed toward employees, like pilots and flight attendants and reservation staff, so they'd be ready to come back to work when the time came. That said, airlines were allowed to and did encourage a lot of staff to either take extended time off without pay or, you know, if they were in a position to do so, to retire early. And a lot of airlines did that and thousands of employees actually took them up on it. Um, American has told me that about 25 percent of its reservation staff retired early or took extended time off. So things were pretty quiet until 
vaccines arrived. The vaccine rollout in the U.S. went a lot quicker than I think a lot of people had had thought. Not only were people getting vaccines more quickly, you know, like one of the first things people wanted to do once they were vaccinated was travel. So that started to become clear really over spring break. You know, people said it was like flipping a light switch, like all of a sudden the airports were full and the planes were full. And I think that's about when airlines started to recognize just how busy summer would be. And how did they react to that? They really turned their attention to the summer schedules and adding as many flights as possible over the summer. You know, they set out a very um, ambitious schedule. They were going to operate around 90 percent of their pre-pandemic domestic flying. So that's basically getting back to normal. American Airlines had hoped that travel would come back this summer. And now they're getting what they wanted. People are traveling, you know, everyone I know is taking vacations and I'm going on vacation and everyone just wants to get out again after being stuck at home for a year in a lot of cases. But it is also straining their operations and creating new pressures. So, you know, preparing the airline to handle a massive influx of travel like that, it's really, you know, a huge undertaking with a lot of different moving parts. Even though travelers are back, and the bailouts were substantial, why can't the airline industry easily restart again? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe, with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't, and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. In April, seeing this big bump in air travel, American Airlines started calling back their customer service staff. That's about when they realized they needed some of those people to come back, you know, just to handle the influx of calls that they were getting. So, you know, not only are people calling more, they're asking more complicated questions that take more time to resolve. You know, in some cases, people are trying to use travel credits, you know, from trips they may have canceled last year and need help using those. And airlines, in many cases, do not have the reservation staff to handle that. You know, even asking retirees, like recent retirees, if they might be willing to come work a summer. Really? Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of folks took retirement last summer and maybe thought they were done working in the airline world. And now, you know, their expertise is needed. But for pilots, it's not as simple as just calling someone back to work. To get back in the air, they needed retraining. All airlines, including American, are having to 
undertake this massive effort to retrain pilots so they can get back in their seats and be ready to fly again. Um, you know, they have to go through simulator training in a lot of cases and cycling all those people through their training programs is time consuming and they're not all back yet. And it's not just about retraining pilots and calling back customer service staff. The other airport workers, you know, around the airport ecosystem, a lot of people left or were let go. A lot of the people making airports run smoothly tend to be lower-wage workers. They don't work for companies like American Airlines. Instead, they're contractors with other smaller companies. I'd say the biggest labor crunches that, you know, that we've been hearing about are not at the airlines themselves, but at the airports. You know, the people who work in the restaurants and the stores that passengers shop at and eat at before they board a plane, um, they're having an extremely hard time bringing people back for a lot of reasons. In this moment, where the industry is scrambling to get people into jobs, critics have pointed out that the airlines received billions in government funding to keep air travel going and should theoretically have avoided this very situation. But the air travel industry is now having to contend with a labor shortage that's happening around the country. You know, we're seeing reports of airport vendors participating in job fairs and um, just trying to attract workers. And uh, I talked to a company that provides staff for a lot of different things, including wheelchair pushers. And I'm not shocked that it's going slowly hiring all of those people, you know. Pushing wheelchairs around in the airport for minimum wage and tips is a tough job, especially now that people seem to have so many options. Like, yeah, I can understand why you wouldn't want to work in the airport if you could work somewhere else. This also means there aren't enough people doing the behind-the-scenes jobs, the people who fill the airplanes with jet fuel or deliver meals to the planes. And without enough people working these jobs, the entire system slows down. Um, American told me that's, for them, particularly cute in Dallas, their main hub. Um, one of the companies that supplies their catering uh, is having a shortage of truck drivers with a commercial driver's license who can drive around and deliver food to all the planes. So that means they might have to wait a lot longer on the ground to get the meals and the snacks and the beverages um, that they need to have on board. On top of simply finding people, an additional hurdle is everyone who works in an airport has to have security clearance. You know, TSA is also backed up um, doing these background checks. So they've struggled to bring people back. All of these forces combined to make Robin's return from New York to Dallas last weekend a scheduling disaster. American Airlines said the weekend delays were caused by bad weather and limited crew. And what was your reaction? What did you make of that? Well, I mean, at this point, I could do nothing but laugh. I mean, if I had had a business meeting or a sick family member I was trying to get back to or something really, really important, I probably would have been really, truly annoyed. But at this point, I mean, all you could do is laugh because it had just become a joke. You know, there's this kind of irony to this story, which is more people are traveling and now there's mm -hmm. not enough staff to run the flights. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I do understand it. I just didn't expect that the one weekend that I picked to travel, they would cancel tons of flights. I kept thinking, gee, my timing is really the pits. <laughs> to an extent, I think the airlines have been caught a bit flat-footed by the speed with which travel has returned. And, you know, some elements of their operations, you know, perhaps were not quite ready to absorb the huge numbers that we're seeing right now. 
And American announced that there would be more cancellations in the coming weeks. The airline, you know, took a look at its schedule and it's decided to trim some of the flights it had planned. It's about 950 flights, you know, about 1% of their operation in the first half of July. American said the scheduling change would create more slack so it could better handle problems like bad weather. It also said the change would help the carrier handle the surge in travel and staffing issues with its vendors. In addition, American expects all of its pilots to complete their training by the end of this month. And it is actively hiring for a range of jobs across the company, from maintenance to reservations. Airlines feel like like the ultimate logistical symphony. You know, you have to have all these different parts working together, and every day they're trying to, like, make it work. And this post-pandemic world is making that really hard. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There are a thousand little moving pieces that go into allowing the airline to sort of operate relatively smoothly every day. And every time one little piece goes wrong, it creates additional strains and pressure that the rest of the system has to adjust to. And the recovery from the pandemic or the rapid rise in travel has sort of created new little problems that all add up to potentially big problems. And so what's your message to summer air travelers? Um, I, you know, I think my message to summer air travelers would be to be patient. Um, it might not be exactly what you remember. It might be more difficult in some ways. Um, the best way through is probably just to be kind to everybody and to listen to the flight attendant. <laughs> That's all for today, Wednesday, June 23rd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.